friendly reminder to rate, like, subscribe, and follow Teach Me Good wherever you listen to podcasts. Pretty please. It helps us out a lot. Okay. Now that you've done that, go check out our Patreon where we're trying to save up to talk to Tony Hawk via Cameo. Plus you get lots of perks like a mug. And exclusive episodes. Love you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Teach Me Good podcast with your host, Art Kai. Soon you'll hear from him and his friend Fernando, and later they'll talk to a special guest who will teach them about something. Not everything will be accurate, but hey, we're all just trying our best out here. Yee-haw! Enjoy. I gotta say, I, I like this sun, this time of day. I feel like I look best in the camera this time of day. Yeah. I'm like, I got a nice, like, color to my skin. Yeah, you, you look good. Hey guys, Torin. Wow. Fernando. What's up? What's up? What's up, dude? We're, I'm hanging. How's it going? I'm hanging out. I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm excited to do this. Uh, Fernando, you may be working with me soon. I'm excited about that. Torin, oh, wow. you can probably come back anytime you want. Mm-hmm. You know, they love you here. Pending okay. a drug uh, test for both me and Torin, we can work <laughs> with Art. Yeah, do you guys think you'll pass? I don't think you guys can pass. I, I am a drug. heavy. I am a heavy drug addict, and Torin. Yeah. You're a wild card. I don't know what torn. Is, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm mostly straight edge, but sometimes I'll drink and. Yeah, sometimes Torin comes to the pod just hammered, and we have to yeah. deal with him. <laughs> yeah. just that's why he's not in some. That's why he's out. not in some episodes. We he was there, but we had to. <laughs> he had to cut his audio. Yeah, yeah. He was going through rehab at the time, so we had. To, <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, well, hey, I have a great segue for for uh, from Ooh, this. Let's let's do it. <laughs> Ready? I'm gonna do this every episode. I've decided. Classic art. See I mean, how you, far you, you do do it every episode. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even matter. But um, okay, so we're talking about uh, getting drug tested. You know who else does drug tests? Okay, this is this is Olympians. This is a better one. This is a better. Yeah, one. Think, there we go. <laughs> this is a better segue. I got to give it art that was better than I expected from you. Uh, yeah, I it, I it was, was literally. It was not before. great. It was still it's still kind of a reach, but it was uh it was better than. <laughs> better than your uh, average no i was literally peeing before we hopped on and i was like thinking about like i want to make this segue as the best the best i can and yeah. that's the best i got yeah. torn yeah. how would you rate that segue I, I don't know i mean you you already came in saying that it's good so i don't want to be a dummy down and be like <laughs> it, it was fine but i mean as far as art segue goes it, it was <laughs> it's what i mean yeah it I, think, no! I think if it was a, any other person it would have been a rough one but for a art one, yeah yeah they yeah. have to like think about it and that's yeah, what I yeah. want. I want people on this podcast to really think. Yeah. Yeah. To to You know who else does a lot of thinking, guys, is uh Olympic Olympic athletes. <laughs> they do a lot yeah. of thinking. That's a great segue. Uh to our <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm excited because we are in the throes of the the Olympics right now. Uh oh, we are, it's gonna, yeah. It's gonna be over in three ish days. Uh if you guys want to do the math there. Again, if you want to think about it. Yeah. Uh, that's where we are, August fifth. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never watched a single Olympics. Really, I'm a fan. No. I like the Olympics. Are you They're saying fun. ever or just this year? Never, never huh. ever. Like one event, like never I've... like a game. Nope. I wow. think it's almost hard to avoid. It's like on T- every TV. Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's very easy to avoid. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing I mean, a pretty good job avoiding it now. Yeah. This year, I've only seen the opening ceremony, which was like incredibly long. 
Yeah, they always are. They're always like hours long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At, at about like three hours in, and we're like halfway through the countries. I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm gonna go. Right. Did you uh, Did you see the big globe of drones right above the stadium? That was pretty sick. Hmm. No. Yeah, I think I saw. It was pretty quick that it was there, right? Yeah, it was like a quick shot. Yeah. I remember seeing it on TikTok and being like, "Well, that's pretty sick," but I like yeah. missed the actual ceremony. Right. I saw all the highlights. That's where I get all my Olympic. I think that's uh, the right way to do it. I saw, I yeah. saw the, I saw the opening ceremony. I think when it was in Beijing, when they had Ooh, the huge, that was the, fire. The, the cubes, you know, yes, the cubes dude. and stuff like that. That shit was I saw, tight. I saw that, that. Was tight. You know, yeah, I, Beijing is best. I think best Olympics. I love sure. the Olympics. That's pink. Yeah, Art loves the Olympics. Uh, not for not, like. Not a fan. Not like seriously love it, but I just like the yeah. idea of. Um, countries sort of come together having some friendly competition however there's a lot of dark shit that goes on under under the table yeah, yeah. that uh like che- like cheaters and uh cheaters, druggies yeah. and yeah and and like wasn't there that thing where i think like some people were doing like what was the thing in the bathroom where people were like getting beat up in the bathroom a couple years ago that oh that happens in like well have you seen itania that's literally what like her henchman did yeah uh, she like broke the legs of another figure skater mm-hmm. uh, there's uh blades uh, yeah, of glory <laughs> that, was that was that the olympics are they at the olympics in that one i don't know <laughs> uh there's cool runnings that's yeah. an olympics right that's sure. a good movie um let's just start li- listing olympic movies <laughs> yeah um why don't you watch the olympics you just don't care yeah i just don't i don't i don't care to watch them i think i think i watched the opening ceremony one year because i wanted to see like dirk Nowinski uh <laughs> carry the german flag and then i was done yeah. after that after i saw him i was like yeah. cool done yeah, uh, well, you're not even I a sports a guy fan. either, right? I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not a sports guy, and um, it just the games. They're, they're like the most boring games. It's not even. They, they can be track and yeah. track and field is really boring. Like, yeah. like I, I get why it's very. It's it's impressive to watch someone throw a stone, uh, a bowling ball, like 80 meters. I get why that's impressive and that is cool, but I can't. I can't <laughs> yeah. watch it. I can't well, it's just fast. It is fascinating that that like I, that I'm people excited to talk that. to. Well, that and also like this is their whole lives you know what i'm saying yeah. like this is everything like this one yeah. moment dictates yeah. basically the rest of their lives their legacy yeah. like they are and this is why i'm excited to talk to this dude he's a very interesting story about how like he didn't get into the olympics and like decided mm-hmm. to give up got gained a lot of weight started smoking just like really bad mm-hmm. shape changed his mind was like you know what i want to go to the olympics started yeah. conditioning again and eventually got into the olympics you, you know what I, I don't i think i don't like about the olympics is uh we only see them at peak uh, at peak Olympian, like they're at their peak when they're doing their mm-hmm. best. I like Ninja Warrior because they have that thing where they're like, <laughs> "This is this guy coming up," but they show him training for Ninja yeah. Warrior as they're getting right. ready for him to run the course. Right, and, like he's built he's built a salmon wall in his like backyard, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, "That's that's my guy. Cool. That's my yeah, guy. That's my guy. This guy this guy is dedicated. I'm seeing the work he put in. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, speaking of Ninja Warrior, great show. What? What event would you guys do if you had to choose? Uh, I could do the warped wall. I think. I think I could do the warped wall. <laughs> I mean, the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you asking like what we would choose to be good at? Yeah, oh, you know, like basketball. I, I would love to. Really, one hundred percent. But I feel like basketball Olympics is like no one really cares. Like yeah. they, I think we got beat by France this year, which is like well, very. No, so, happens, so we're right? in the finals. Oh, we are? okay. Yeah, so maybe I'd watch that. I haven't watched anything, but. If that is, I would watch that. Is baseball in the Olympics? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I think I could play professional baseball now. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Baseball. Do you want to play professional? I mean, you can that, choose any event. That's the only reason I'm not playing professional baseball is because I don't want to play professional baseball. <laughs> but I'm, 
I'm 100% positive I could do it. <laughs> so then you got to choose a different event. This is what you want to be good at, not what right. you're already good at. What I, uh, yeah, what everybody's good at is baseball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what would you do? What event? Maybe like the, I, I think, I, I like, I like like the long jump. The, the, okay. That thing. I like, I like the thing they do where they like rubber band their body to go yeah, further. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty neat to look at. Yeah, yeah, they like fling themselves. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. I was watching watch. that, I was watching that two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, can we also can we also include the Winter Olympics that that where they do the yeah, slip yeah, and slide absolutely. thing? Yeah, absolutely. The right. slip and slide thing you can, where they, you can, they you, oh they the like sled they sled you oh, the, know yeah the bobsled are you talking about the luge? Sure, yeah, luge bob whatever where, where they they sit in the they sit in a thing and they just slide around. Yeah, that seems like fun. They're going like 130 miles per hour. Yeah, that sounds it looks absolutely terrifying. Oh, and then, so scary. Like the version that I don't know if it's called breakneck, but there's like a version. Or skeleton, where like your head is first, Whoa, so you're going like a hundred like miles zooming. an hour head first down the mountain. That's so scary. That, that would be my like least so favorite one to do. That yeah. seems like a good time. What about the Paralympics? What would you guys? Which one, what is that? Like uh, base jumping? <laughs> no, it's for people who are like uh, amputees, mentally handicapped. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's still basketball. Well, it's still basketball. <laughs> still basketball. Is that the one where Johnny Knoxville has a movie where he? Uh, I think so. Like the Ringer. Well, no. So there's the. I don't know if there's a uh, what the distinction between the Special Olympics and the Paralympics are. Oh, true. Okay. I think Paralympics is like amputees, and Special Olympics are. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like mentally I, I handicapped. I didn't know if they changed right, the name. Right. I didn't know if they changed the name to the Paralympics, and I didn't. I didn't want to. I think they're just right, I didn't and want I'm not add. sure that it's still called the Special Olympics. So if that yeah. is not, then all right, yeah. this yeah. to where I say the right thing. The the cool Olympics. Yeah. No, it's still it. called the Special Olympics. Oh really? Hell yeah! You look it up just now. Did you just look it up. <laughs> yeah. This is my one job as the producer is to to look Google up something things. in yeah. the in the intro. Uh, yeah. What would I do? I think I'd do uh, soccer. Would be fun, but you can't play like the best soccer players because they all don't play. It's all like U twenty one people. Mm-hmm. Uh, soccer would be cool. Skateboarding too too much pressure. Honestly, fencing I think is what I would do. I think fencing. Would be oh, fun. that's a great oh, no, segue. That's a our, great segue. Yeah. That's a great segue into who we're talking to today, guys. My dude, I didn't even think of it as a segue. I was just excited to fence. But uh, yeah, we're talking to a dude named Dan Kellner. Special Olympics, not Special mm-hmm. Olympics. Regular Olympics. Uh, regular? They're both. They're all regular. I feel all like right. I'm. I feel like I'm. You're really, yeah, you're, falling, <laughs> you're really falling into uh, the normal Olympics, guys. The uh, the Olympics, uh, the Summer Olympics. He fenced in Athens in 2004, yeah. and he's going to talk to us about it. Guys, enjoy this talk. With he's not my friend, and he never will be. Let's be honest. He could be. But thank God he can't know. hear you now, because he might just like not get <laughs> yeah, on the pod after he, he heard all this. No, I can I can probably convince this guy to be friends with me, mainly because he's friends with my friend, and I think friends and friends are probably gonna be friends, right, guys? Let's find out. <laughs> no. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. You make no sense at all. Dan, can you please read that thing I just sent you? The Zoom chat? Hi, my name is Dan Kellner, and I'm going to be teaching Art about competing in the Olympics because he's too weak to ever qualify. Oof. That's a, mean, harsh, yeah. a harsh reality. Yeah, true, but you did not need to say that. <laughs> you, did not, you did not need to put that up. 
<laughs> I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I think the the reality is is here. Uh, I'm too old. I'm too weak. Uh, but Dan, thank you so much for doing this. I'm excited to talk to you. We are in the throes of the Olympics right now. Uh, it's on everyone's mind. It's a hot topic. It's topical, uh, as they say. Uh, so yeah, Dan, uh, can you please explain your your story? You you competed. You also coached. Like, what do you? How did you get here? Go ahead. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting story. Uh, when I was 13 years old, I had a video game for my Commodore 64 computer called Summer Games 89 that had all the sports of the Olympics Whoa. on it, including fencing. Uh, I was crap at the game. I was, <laughs> I was awful at it. But it looked really interesting, so I went up and I asked my mom about it, and she's like, I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about fencing, but they've got it at your school. Go see the coach. Whoa, so nice. I I just I walked into the coach's office and the coach happened to be connected with uh, U.S. and international fencing as a, as support staff. Cool. And then uh, after he saw I had some talent, uh, the Soviet Union had just fallen. Whoa. And yeah, yeah. So we're talking a little cold Cold War yeah. history here. My coach uh, had come into the country from the former Soviet Union and my high school said coach said go see this guy he's supposed to be great and it just kind of snowballed from there wow Uh, so then and then you so you started practicing and then uh you 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 did try out the Olympics right is that what they call it yeah it didn't work so it exactly so in it takes in fencing it takes about a year a whole uh competitive season to qualify for the Olympics and uh, I tried to make the Olympic team in 2000, and uh, it didn't work out. I failed. Wow. Uh, I quit for a year. Wow. Gained a lot of weight, smoking, <laughs> drinking, just a little bit of depression. Sure. But because uh, it's like when you devote your life to something and you like you don't you don't get this goal, it it, it hurts honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like after like uh, taking a year off, uh, I decided I wanted to come back and uh, rededicate myself to my training. Nice. Uh, that was 2001, and then, so, and then I was able to qualify for the 2004 Olympics. Nice. And got to compete uh, on Team USA in 2004, where uh, we got fourth in the men's foil team event, nice. which was the highest finish in 56 years. Wow, um, that's awesome. Uh, oh, so I guess you were a foil fencer then, right? I was a foil fencer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then you recently just, and now you, I guess, coach fencing, and you recently just came yep. from Tokyo? Yeah, yeah. I was in Tokyo, actually, as a, a coach for the British. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. So um, a few years ago, after the 2016 games, uh, British fencing lost their funding. Whoa. And the fencers were scrambling to kind of keep competing and stay on the world stage. And one of the fencers, Marcus Mepstead, came to the my club after a competition to try me out. Yeah. Uh, decided he uh, liked how I coached, wanted to keep working with me. And then two years later, he got second at World Championships in 2019, nice. and and became the only uh, the only fencer from Great Britain to qualify for the Tokyo 2020. Olympics. Whoa, so, that's awesome! Uh, yes. Yeah, so so uh, Is this- he was the British fencing team. And wow. I was there as his coach. And so we just, dope. I think I just got back last week. Oh, hell wow. yeah. Damn, yeah. that's so cool. And did you, have you coached other Olympians as well? Um, I helped, yeah, I helped coach uh, an Olympian named Rayson Bowden okay. for a few years. He was on Team USA. Cool. 
Yeah. Sweet. So I guess backing up, uh, yeah. How I want to talk more about like, because this I think this is, this is what's like fascinating to me, like the the yeah. the prospect of dedicating your whole life to one thing. Like, what was that like? Was it intense? Was it stressful? Like, what do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the the great thing about it is to is it's intense and stressful, but at the same time you love it wow. because there's no way you can do something like this without really loving it yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on a certain level. And it, and it, even though it was a lot of hard work and it took up a lot of time, it never seemed like that because it's always what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. I just, I knew, I knew I wanted to go to the Olympics. I knew I wanted to be a good fencer. So right. uh, all the sacrifices I had to make were worth it. Cause it was just, it was just, I wanted to uh, accomplish one of my life goals, which is go to the Olympics yeah. I wanted a medal. Hope, unfortunately, it didn't medal, but right. uh, hopefully, I yeah. yeah. Hopefully, I'll have a, hopefully I'll have a student one day who will medal. Yeah, and that's that's basically you meddling. That's vicariously that is you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, they give all coaches an extra medal, right? That's how that works. Or <laughs> it, it's unfortunately <laughs> no, <laughs> but the, the, but actually, uh, Team USA is actually really cool because uh, if you have a student who or an athlete who medals, you do get a coach's medal oh, for cool. your contribution. Yeah. Uh, to that wow. to that athlete's medal, so awesome. uh, I was I was uh, very fortunate to receive an order of Ecos. Yeah, I was an order of Ecos recipient after the 2016 games. That's so cool. Uh, Hell yeah. When the U.S. got a bronze medal in team uh, team foil. Wow, that's so crazy. Uh, but yeah, going back to like being uh, just training for your first audition i guess or qualifying tryouts uh what so what was your training schedule like like how serious did you take this do you remember at um all? yeah oh yeah like the well it was interesting the first time around i had already been on three world championship teams okay. so i thought that making the olympics would be just the next logical step i really didn't understand or know how much more intense yeah uh training for the olympics was and i was trying to both hold down a full-time job and train for the olympics at the same time well, which what were you uh, doing at the time was what was your day job um my day job at the time what was i doing <laughs> um too many to count <laughs> this was no no this was 1999 oh you know what i was doing i was I was basically, I took a job as, like, an office assistant in a financial firm. So I could, like, develop their website. (laughs) And, like, it it wasn't, like, it wasn't the most high-stress job in the world, which was good. And then I got a job as, um, oh, and then I switched careers and I started, like, started doing uh internet animation whoa yeah. what started working that's, in yeah that's just, because i was i was interested when i was in college i uh interned and freelance for marvel comics whoa wow and I, and I i graduated and it was in the licensing and marketing department so i didn't really have anything to do much with the comic books yeah. but uh but. it was pretty cool i was the first wolverine costume that they made i was like the model for it because they bought it and tried it on anyway. that's awesome <laughs> that's so what so a life what a random yeah. life you've lived <laughs> yeah. that's so funny uh, um, i like the idea of like a but, olympic athlete or olympic uh, level athlete needing a day job still it's that, like that's what's great yeah a lot, a lot of them do i, yeah. I just think cuz at, at jobs they often they go what do you do in your free time and you're like oh i'm an olympian just, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, no, yeah, I wasn't an Olympian yet. I was like, I was training for the. Yeah. I was like, I'm training for the Olympics. I was like, 
And like the internet was kind of new. I graduated college in '98, yeah. and Do uh, Fl- Flash was still used for animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So True. I got hired at uh, like a, an animation house and started like. And I was like, "Don't give me this job if you can't give me this time off the yeah. train." Wow. Um, so we train- And they were. You're training like every day, then, right? Yeah, I was training uh, five days a week. Wow. You, need, you need off days because uh, proper rest is part of proper training. Hell yeah! You got to give your body time to regenerate. Hell yeah! And do do fencers um, get like sponsorships? Um. Yeah. Now, now more than we did back uh, when I fenced. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now there are fencers with sponsorships. Yeah. Uh, there's Miles Chamley Watson. Uh, I think he had a billboard in Times Square. If it's Whoa. still not up, I actually just. I just saw his picture at an Equinox the other day. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, so fencers do uh, fencers do get sponsorships, especially more in uh, Europe and Asia mm, than here. Right. But, uh, America, the Americans are starting to break through. Yeah, it's just fascinating. That I feel like a lot of um, I think athletes, um, like especially like runners, or like even I guess pro athletes who have uh, their careers outside of the Olympics, like they are fine, but like a lot of like mm-hmm. swimmers get a lot of sponsorships and a lot of like runners get a lot of sponsorships and they can kind of just like sustain their lives and not really have to work a day job. But I feel like it's funny to you, to me that you're like, Oh, I have to like do animation at this like random place to like also, but also train, you know, uh, yeah. and do it. Now it's a little better. The athletes get a little, uh, the fencers get a little more support yeah. from the Federation. So they don't, they don't need to, have it as full-time jobs i know a lot of them do mm. so a lot of them are also in school yeah. so it's you can't make i'm not sure you could make a sustainable living from being a fencer yeah. in the u.s but uh it's definitely easier to train than it was right yeah. uh when i when when we were training um i started a nonprofit and raised about 80 to somewhere between 80 and 100 thousand dollars for our team to train whoa nice so we could pay so we could pay for stuff because it's it's not cheap yeah dang uh and, and you keep going sorry sorry the way it usually works is you have to get the result first and then you get and mm. then you get support they usually they won't give you the support before you get the right result. it's like an angel investor like yeah to prove yeah. Your, your worth oh that makes sense exactly uh were your parents supportive of you throughout the whole it sounded like they have to uh, be right yeah yeah they were they were very very supportive right and were they good like they weren't like too stressful on you or they were like hey yeah if you want to do the olympics that's cool whatever no, it's funny. They were they they stressed me out in the beginning, and then, oh wow! Like when I when when I was a kid, and then I was like, guys, like if you're gonna act like this, you can't come to fancy tournaments anymore. Wow, what is that? It's messing me up. What does that mean? They would like scream, like they would get kicked out of games. <laughs> they, 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 Matches. It, it didn't go that far, yeah. but it, they 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 screamed a few times. I was like, listen, I, I can't have this. Like, They're right. just sitting in the corner, like throwing back Coors Light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that bad, but yeah, but yeah, it was. But I think like uh, after a while, it's like okay, you can come see me fence like college meets because that doesn't count that much, and you can come watch the Olympics, obviously. Right. But uh, there was a lot of stuff in between. It's like please, guys, can't come because yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not out. working out. Wow. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Well, good. Yeah. Good on good on you for getting over <laughs> that. Uh, so yeah, you can you, can you describe uh, the the qual the first qualifying uh, moment and, and realizing that you didn't get it? Like, what, what were you going through? What was that like? Like. I know you briefly like, talked about it, but like, yeah, let's talk about it. Realizing I didn't qualify, or I wasn't, and I knew I wasn't going to qualify because Oof. it's 
it's basically like a mathematical formula based on points on the, the competitions Oof. you go to. Yeah. It was it was a real kick in the nuts. Yeah. Um, because it was like one of those things where it's like one of the first times in my life where my life where I didn't like accomplish the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I uh, I set out for myself. Wow. Uh, and and took it real hard, and I kind of thought my. Uh, career was Done. a failure because I didn't qualify for the Olympics. Wow. Yeah, so you did, like, legitimately, you are like, I'm going to quit. Like, this is done. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, like, I'm, do- I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Wow. I didn't want to. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So what, what, was the, what was the rebirth? What was the renaissance? How did you come back? It, it, was, it was like a combination of things um, where, like, I went to visit my parents and my mom had, like, redecorated my room. <laughs> With all, like, she redecorated the room, my room, the way that she would have liked it to have been when I lived there. Yeah. And she, like, put up, like, all these fencing posters and all the, like, stuff I'd done. Oh, and, man. like, and I was looking at it and I was like, okay, maybe my career wasn't the failure that I thought it was uh-huh. just because yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't qualify. Um, I was still young. And then at the time, I had a girlfriend, and I was walking right. down the street, and then we were stopped at a stoplight in New York City, and I made this weird hand motion, and and she's like, "What? What was that?" And I was like, "I didn't do anything." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, you you did this and this." Whoa! And I was and I was like, and I was like, "Oh, that's parry for repost." I say you're pairing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "That's parry for repost," and I realized I was like I was like lost in my head thinking about fencing. Oh my god! And then I was like, "Oh, maybe I should like get back into this." Yeah. And so like a year uh, a year to the day that I quit fencing, that I knew I wasn't gonna uh, qualify for the Olympics, I walked back into the, my fencing club and told my coach I wanted to Try start again. training again. Yeah. Whoa. And, and like started slowly and came back and then, yeah, you quit smoking and you like st- started yeah, eating, I, right? I quit, yeah, quit smoking, had to lose weight, had to, wow. had to get back in shape, get back in a gym. Did you feel like Rocky? You're just like, do like the, the, the tiger. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't quite punching the, uh, <laughs> the, meat? the sides of meat <laughs> yeah. yet, but, uh, basically, but, <laughs> <laughs> but mostly it was like in the beginning I was like just fencing like with like uh, kids and like younger people that I knew I could do well against <laughs> yeah. just to make sure like just to like kind of build myself yeah. back up. Yeah. And then one day like a guy who was also training for the Olympics like asked a fence and I was like, okay, let, let's do this. Wow. And I won that. I won that bout in practice. Like, okay, I think I'm back. I think I'm actually going to like do, do this. this. Yeah. Dang, yeah. that's that's pretty sweet. I love that uh, that story. And then, so yeah, you you qualified. Uh, what was that? You, you, I guess you said since it's like a mathematical thing. You kind of knew you were gonna qualify yeah. anyway. So it's like, how are you feeling at that moment? I, I was amazing. Yeah. I like uh, we the last the final qualifier was in Saint Petersburg, Russia. Whoa. And we got so drunk, <laughs> just just hammered. Like, <laughs> Hammered, hammered on vodka wow. in Russia. Nice, the motherland, the place to be to uh, be hammered. <laughs> yeah, um, just because it it was just a year of grueling work. Yeah, and just like a lot of practice, a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time. Yeah, uh, traveling around the world, going to these fancy tournaments to qualify. Oof. Yeah, um, and th- this is a funny story. The the my last practice before 
the first World Cup of qualifying, I felt like a twinge in my leg. Whoa. And w- went to the tournament, didn't do didn't do great, had trouble kind of walking afterwards, came back, and the doctor told me I tore a muscle in my leg. Ooh. And I was like, oh, fuck, not again. Yeah. I was like, am I not going to qualify again? Yeah. And I had to spend like four weeks in a walking boot uh, between Damn. like the first and the second tournament of the season. Yeah. And I was like, and then like, luckily had enough time to get out of the boot, get a little training in before the second tournament. Did well enough. I was like, okay, I'm on my way. I got to put this injury behind yeah. me. Yeah. And, and it was just kind of all uphill from there. Yeah. Damn, dude. Uh, and this sort of this is sort of making me think about like, like mental health and, and just health in the Olympic, like just preparing for the Olympics. Like, what is your opinion yeah, yeah. as a guy who failed, came back, got in? Yeah. Uh, and even all the the news about Simone Biles and whatnot, like nowadays, like how do you? What is your perspective on like people who are working very hard to get this thing and the sort of like aftermath of like not getting it or getting it and just like being in that sort of like mental state, like the mental health of it all? You need to. You really need to have. You need to really be mentally healthy. You need to take care of yourself. You need to have something else on the side. Yeah that balances you out you gotta you gotta know your body when you're pushing too hard because if you push too hard and like i said proper rest is part of proper training you can hurt yourself yeah people get hurt all the time right uh from overtraining. wow um there were there were cases uh like after uh after i didn't qualify i went and talked to a therapist because i knew yeah. i i was depressed and i knew like there was something wrong i didn't i didn't feel like my normal self sure. and then like um, the second time around when we did qualify, uh, the entire team worked with a sports psychologist to make Whoa. sure we were all healthy on the same page. Yeah. And like, and because you read these, you read some stories, they're, they're few and far between, but like some people commit suicide when they don't qualify for the mm-hmm. Olympics. Crazy. And it's like, I do, I like, it's like, I don't want to be one of those people. You, right. need a, you need a good support system. Yeah. You need people around you. Right. There's there's life outside the Olympics. People forget yeah. that. Well, yeah, exactly. So what, yeah. are, what are some of the things you did to, like, relieve your stress? Like, like on your rest days, on days, like, your leisure time, and you were relaxing, trying to have a good time, what would you do? Um. So, for like, for me, what the way I would balance it, I still had to work. Okay. To, to that day job. help support myself. <laughs> no, but, 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 but this time, I but I learned from my mistakes. Excuse me. This time, instead of having a day job, I had learned all these internet skills. Now, Ooh. I was just out there uh, as a freelance consultant, Ooh. so I could take a job when I needed it. Yeah, I could work on it. I could work on it on, in my free time. It was something to keep me occupied. I could bring my laptop with me on trips. Nice. If I needed to do something, mm-hmm. I made I I made my life much more flexible all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I. I assembled the pieces I needed to to make the fencing work instead of trying to shoehorn the fencing in yeah. to my regular life. Yeah, uh, I love that. That's that's so nice. And do, do you? I guess when you're watching the Olympics now, and also just like meet some people who are sort of on the track of the Olympics, can you tell if someone's like you need rest, like you need you are too into this? Like, can you tell right away? Um, it de- it depends on how they're talking and yeah. what they're, and what they're talking about and like, but. Yeah, you can tell if somebody, but you can tell if somebody is overtraining, especially if they keep telling you, keep telling you they're they're getting hurt yeah. or they they don't know what's going on on the strip or they feel kind of lost. Yeah. Sometimes, like the best thing you can do is just take, even though it doesn't feel good to take a break and it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Just a short break can like really reset, reset you. you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, and I, I figured, uh, I mean, you sort of talked about it before, but like your team had like a sports psychologist. I'm assuming years ago, before, even before your time and probably uh, the start of your time or whatever, like, I don't know, in the 80s or whatever. It's like it was probably very little mental health considered. Like, it probably was just mainly people who were just like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to get the Olympics now, you know? Yeah, I like you. You've got that story of like Carrie Strug who had who vaulted on a broken ankle in '96 yeah. when, when she did when she really didn't need to. They had already won. Yeah, and the coach just wanted her to do it. I I think um, sports psychologists in fencing are uh, rather new, whereas like like ice skaters and gymnasts they like they've had sports psychologists I think for a lot longer. Okay, but ne- but I think now all around like every sport like recognizes the importance. the importance of of mental health yeah. and making sure cuz if you're like it was like what Simone Biles was saying if you're not mentally there 100% you're not going to perform and in a sport like gymnastics you could kill yourself oh, and yeah. break your mm-hmm. neck so. oh yeah dang that's yeah I, I feel like that's a good um perspective and i feel like growing up at least for me it's just like i've always thought of like olympians as, as these like basically machines you know they just like live and breathe the olympics but then you once you like as obviously you get older you're like no they're like human beings and it's like very fascinating to like yeah. sort of explore the, the psychology yeah there's the, uh a lot of the i know the u.s olympic uh and paralympic committee and then also the british one is the british olympic association they've put a lot of uh, resources into mental health, especially like after the games. Yeah, I'm sure you like we've all heard the stories of like what happened to Michael Phelps yeah, yeah. after the Olympics, and it's because when you go to the Olympics, you're like you feel like a rock star. Yeah, for like two weeks, everything is taken care of for you. Everything is free. Wow, people want your autograph. People are there to see you. Yeah, and when you get back to real life it can be like a huge letdown. Like, yeah, like you can't go up to any Coke machine and just get a drink for free or like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on. Like yeah. or like, there's nobody to like to carry your bags for yeah. you to your, or, or to pick you up in a bus. At a, like, yeah. In a car. It, it, yeah. Like, uh, um, so, and like to be able to kind of deal with like readjusting. Yeah to real life or just readjusting to going back to regular training it, it can be it can be really rough and it, and it can be especially rough for people who don't medal because a lot of times it's like if you didn't medal you didn't go to the olympics Ugh, and it's and i mean i know it, it, i got fourth place so it's like i know how awful that is because you're one you're you're one spot yeah so close medal. right and and the and and when you tell people you go to the you went to the olympics the first question is did you win did you get a medal yeah ugh. and to have to say like no all the time it, it <laughs> yeah really su- it really sucks right but at the same time like getting there in itself is such a huge yeah, accomplishment crazy uh, itself yeah yeah and I think I think just like the the idea of normalizing not getting a medal is also good. Like it's like you don't have to get a medal. Yeah. You're there at the Olympics. It's so cool, but, you know. But it's, well, the thing is, you, you listen. You, yes, but like you're there. You're not. Hopefully, if you're there at the Olympics, you're there to, to, to try to, to win to right. win and, yeah. and and at least get a medal. So it is it is very disappointing. But at the same time, like from a mental health perspective, especially now in the times of COVID, yeah. and these athletes that athletes that competed at this game at these games just to get to these games was just a huge accomplishment mm-hmm. absolutely in itself yeah. yeah dang uh but yeah i guess sort of 
going back to like uh, the timeline of, of our, your story. So how was the how was the 2004 Athens Olympics? Do you, do you remember it vividly? The, it, the, the 2004 uh, Olympics was great. It was it was such a good time. Yeah, uh, we trained hard. Yeah, and we did the best we could. Like the the U.S. had a great setup. Yeah. Uh, the village was really cool. We had our own training center cool. with uh, some of the other combat sports. Yeah. Uh, and then when we were done competing, it was just a huge party. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. well, how pampered are you at, at, at the Olympics? He said he could walk up and get a soda at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dream. That's the height of luxury. Well, well, they've got – it's like when you're – like one of the most useless things at the Olympics, unless you're going to like the store – to get uh, souvenirs for people is a wallet. Wow. Because you just, you don't, once you're in the Olympic Village, like, you don't need to pay for anything. Yeah. You don't need to do anything. There's there's all this free food yeah. and free stuff. And, yeah. Um, it was awesome. You, usually, yeah, the accommodations are nice. Like, you don't have to, like, obviously, if you go out into the real world to tour the city, you've got to bring your wallet. Uh. But, like, once you're inside, like, the Olympic bubble, <laughs> like, you don't need... You don't need to do anything. Almost everything is taken yeah. care of for Did you. Did you bring anybody with you? Uh, you brought your parents, I think you said? My uh, my parents, and my siblings, and my girlfriend came to, wow. uh, to watch. watch. So, yeah, so that that was cool. And there was a big party afterwards. And my, uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, nice. uh, we went to some of the Greek islands to have a uh, vacation afterwards. So, so cool. Yeah. yeah, it was a ton of fun. So, did you? Are you? Do you have to be there for the whole time? I guess you're just there before your event and then after your event. Or like, how does that I, work? Um. Well, before COVID, you're there before your event, and then you can stay until the Olympics are done. You can stay till closing ceremonies oh, nice. if you want. Yeah. Or you can leave. Or you can leave early. Right. I don't know why you would want to. <laughs> yeah. You all. You also get like. You also get tickets to just about any event oh you want to go God, see. So if you so want to go cool. see another sport, yeah, they have tickets set aside for you. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, did you mingle? But, did you mingle with a lot of uh, other athletes from all over the world? Well, what, yeah. Well, what, what was really funny? Uh, got to hang out with uh, some of the basketball players nah. before uh, opening ceremonies, and was uh, I. Talk to Tim Duncan. I have a uh, I have a picture with like an 18 year old LeBron James. What? That's wow. so cool. <laughs> but what was funny is um, I was I was talking to some of the basketball players, and all of a sudden you hear "Yo, guys!" and all the basketball players turn around, and it's Yao Ming. <laughs> and and like like you really don't realize how large Big guy. Yao is yeah. because. He comes over and gives Tim Duncan a hug, Aww. and then you can't see Tim Duncan anymore because <laughs> Yao Ming's disappeared. <laughs> and, and what was funny later on, I saw like the basketball players were either staying on like a private cruise ship or a private hotel because they're the NBA basketball players. Of course. But Yao Ming was staying in the village yes. with the Chinese team. Hell yeah. He was mad about that because <laughs> he's so big, he doesn't fit. And I was online, I, I heard him complaining about this. Well, I heard him on the phone about this because I was online with him at the uh, uh, food line at the dining hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just just looking up at him, and then <laughs> I just and then uh, a few like two weeks ago when I was in Tokyo, I guess he was there as a coach, and I saw him again in the dining hall. That's so funny. So it's, <laughs> the, two, the two times I've seen Yao Ming has been at the Olympic dining. Oh hall. my god, that's um, so funny. And what's it like to hang out with other Olympians? Are they cool? Or are they? Uh, they... Uh, mo- yeah, mo- uh, most of them are really really cool. Yeah. Like um, I. Years later, after the Olympics, I got to meet uh, the famous sprinter Michael Johnson. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
um, because his son was a fencer, and cool. at the time, um, an athlete I was training, Rayson Bowden, was also was a big fan of Michael Johnson, and Michael Johnson came to a World Cup okay. that he was competing at, and uh, I went up to to talk to him. I was like, Mr. Johnson, I'm a big fan, and he was he could see he was like, okay, what's this gonna be? But then I was like, I was I was your teammate on the 2004 Olympic team, Whoa. and all of a sudden he he, he yeah. brightened up. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, now um, you're in. <laughs> and, and then and then I was like, this is uh, this is my athlete, this is my uh, fencer, Racing Bowden. He's a big fan of yours, yeah. and he's gonna be on the Olympic team. So it, it it can give you kind of an entry to that, but yeah. Uh, do you but yeah, most of, most of the recall, I met uh, Andy Murray, Whoa, uh, the tennis at player, at this Olympics, and yeah, the yeah. tennis player, and he was really cool. Took a selfie. He's from Nebraska, uh, right? Andy Murray? No, no, <laughs> he's from Great Britain. I'm trying to think. Art, uh, Art thinks everybody's from Nebraska. <laughs> because he's from Nebraska. <laughs> There's one dude I can't remember. I, I I forgot the the tennis player. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I feel like I was gonna ask like, are there like jocks of like the Olympic? They're all jocks, but it's like it's like all oh, the sprinters. They're, they're, Whoa, we don't talk to them, you know. <sighs> There, there are there. There's definitely like Olympic royalty. Okay. Like okay. the multiple medal winners, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the the gymnasts, like. But it was kind of cool, like to see Michael Phelps before he was like Michael Phelps. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like before he won all his gold medals. But then, I, I like. But usually, like you see people, and usually, people there are really cool. And as long as you don't interrupt somebody while they're doing something, yeah. like they'll take a picture with you. Right. Yeah. Um, so there there was like a lot of like inter-country mingling like you're just like oh what's up brazil like you guys would just like hang out yeah it uh i mean it depends a lot of times you'll know the people from your sport got it got it so you hang out with them uh you weren't supposed to mingle that much yeah this games because it was covid but yeah everybody mingles in the dining hall everybody's walking around just like hey checking out everybody else's uh, yeah, yeah everybody else's apartment block you'll see <laughs> You'll you'll see people you know because everybody's got their apartment like yeah. their apartment like decked out with their country uh, and you'll see uh, you'll see other athletes you know people will ask you to trade pins yeah oh yeah the uh, pin from thing the, I've heard from of that. the country yeah. yeah and then sometimes people will trade like t-shirts and stuff what about like cell phone numbers are people hooking up is this true I, I don't I, I I don't know I don't know about this one <laughs> <laughs> he's like listen I, I had a girlfriend when I was at the Olympics I'm not I was, familiar and, with that and, I, and I'm married and I'm married to her now yeah, so yeah. no yeah not not me but I'm sure I'm they do hand they they do hand out a lot of condoms really that, that is true <laughs> they do hand out they but and this year they said are they branded we'll hand out are the, they branded with the Olympics yeah no, they the condoms no, <laughs> Or it'd be nice if they were like gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah. Oh, that'd <laughs> <No>. be sick. <laughs> but they That's said funny. they handed them out this time, but they said don't use them. Mm. Yeah. Because of COVID. Yeah, I was gonna say like this year. Uh, <laughs> don't be, use condoms. There was the, there was the whole there was the whole cardboard condoms. bed thing. Yeah. There was the whole cardboard bed. But thing. that was for like actual like we want to just recycle the beds, right? Like that's not an actual. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was it was uh, this was supposed to be the sustain. This was the. The sustainability Olympics and right. what uh, what they could do. That's cool. And there was a lot of recycling all around. Yeah, you had to you had to, you had to like get rid of your food five different ways. Really, you had to, like, compost and then... yeah, you had to, you had to, like dispose of like your silverware, Whoa. your unused liquid, your unused food, unused liquid, plastic, plastics, yeah. plastic bottles, oh paper. God. So mm. it was like they're fully into the recycling. I love that. Uh, yeah. Dang. So yeah, what's it like uh, being a person who competed in the Olympics versus like being a coach in the Olympics? Ooh. Uh, the 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 pressure is completely different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because when you're an athlete, like 
everything is under your control and like I'm doing my training and it's like, okay, I got to control my body and I prepared for this. When you're a coach, it's like, okay, you've given the lessons, we've gone over our tactics, we've done our video review, we've done all the workouts, but there's a separate human being that's got to execute the game plan. And no matter how much I yell or kick, scream, cajole, whatever it's like i'm not the one in control i'm not the one competing yeah you kind of have to let, uh, let go a little bit detach yeah you gotta let yeah. go and also the other the other thing that you have to learn is like when you're the coach you're not the show anymore right nobody really gives a shit nobody really gives a shit about <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah. it's it which which is perfectly fine it's for me fair. actually yeah. but but it but but it's like but yeah it's it's completely different wow so what do you, how do you deal with uh, as an Olympic coach like uh, heartbreak and failure? Like what do you? I feel like that's a very tough. Dis- yeah, to there's in. there's there's a there's a lot more losing, in, except for a, a select few people. There's a lot more losing yeah. in sports than winning. A, even if you think about uh, Hall of Fame baseball players with a 300 average, mm. if you fail seven out of ten times, you go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. but you're still failing seventy yeah. percent of the time. That's a good, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, yeah, and 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 that's where like your like your like the strong mental health and like right. the belief in your system and it's like well in terms of my sport in terms of my sport it's fencing it's like nobody is the best every single time mm. it's very like consistency is very very hard some people do it but yeah it's like I said like we got there and in 2019 he was second at world champion my yeah. athlete Marcus Mipsa was second at world championships this time just wasn't as good on the day unfortunately yeah. but it happens it, it it happens but the thing is is like we we trained hard yeah worked hard we followed our process right it just it just didn't work out on the day yeah you know what i mean and you've just got to kind of go back reevaluate yeah make some adjustments and uh after a nice long break where you like again recuperate mentally yeah. recuperate physically back at it yeah what do you do you prefer being a coach or do you prefer uh uh doing the doing the fence doing the fencing <laughs> doing the doing the actual stuff i was gonna say performing um, but it's not a performance yeah. <laughs> no, Competing. no no it's like it, um it's 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 different mm. uh in the sense that, that uh, when when I fenced myself, it was either I had either one success or one failure. Mm-hmm. It was myself. I won or lost. Yeah. As a coach, uh, it's a double-edged sword because you get multiple opportunities to succeed because you've got more than one student, but you've yeah. also got multiple opportunities to fail. Yeah. Which can feel like <laughs> which can feel really bad. So right. like, sometimes we go to a national tournament and people do well. You get a lot of medals. Yeah. Like oh yeah, I'm a really good coach. And then the next one you you're like people don't do as well you're like what's going on what am i doing <laughs> yeah like but you just got to remember that it's like it's it's not up to you yeah, it's yeah. like their fault yeah my 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 fencing coach who was from the former soviet union always had a, a funny saying he was like good result good coach bad result bad student <laughs> <laughs> because so it's like <laughs> I'm i kidding. i mean i i know I know that what I teach is good enough to win World Cups, yep. win Grand Prix, win World Championship medals, get yourself qualified for the Olympics. Uh, right. One of my students was under seventeen world champion, yeah. and was on the was under twenty world champion by team. So I know that what I'm teaching is good stuff. It's just is there 
the student who can execute it, who can right. who can make it who can make it their own. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Take and then perform. Up. Yeah. Be- because I don't fence exactly the way my coach fenced. Yeah. He taught me his system. I made it my own. Yeah. And now I've got my spin on it, yeah. and I'm passing that on to my students, and they've got to put their spin mm-hmm. on it to make it their own and make it successful for them. Wow, I love that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, interesting. And this is, I guess, thinking about like post Olympic life with all this, like as you are a coach now. Uh, that must be hard too. Like the idea of like, all right, I did it. Now what? You know, like what do you? How did you reckon with the idea of being done with the Olympics? Um, th- uh, depression. <laughs> so, wow. so, nice. so, so my my career ended in two thousand. My fence. My competitive career ended in two thousand six because I needed surgery. Mm. So mm-hmm. just uh, so. Um, so I was done competing and I never, and like I said, I had geared my life toward this. I never thought I would find something that would be as fulfilling, uh, as, as competing at, as competing on the world stage. And, uh, but what I realized is it took me a little time. I had to, I had to get over it. I had to get over myself. Yeah. Uh, I had to realize I still had to like make a living. Yeah. And and keep going, and my life wasn't over. Right, life outside uh, the Olympics. I, People forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did uh, did some therapy. Yeah. Uh, and then after a while, after I was like no longer like mad at myself, mad at fencing, I decided to like pick up a foil just for fun. Nice. See 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 how it was, and then um, I started coaching part time again, just for fun, yeah. just to see how I liked it. Yeah. Just to stay involved with the sport, yeah. uh, pass on what I knew, and I didn't really think uh, I would love coaching as much as I did. Uh-huh. I thought it would be kind of like a like a whatever, like a part, yeah, yeah, not a, not even whatever, but just a part time thing to keep myself uh, involved, involved with the sport, yeah. But uh, I I like I I really th- I think this is the part of fencing. The coaching, the part of coaching that I like better than the competing part is to see just these kids develop. Mm. And sometimes you get an athlete when they're eight eight years old and they stay with you until they go off to college. Yeah, and like to see this person wow. grow up. Yeah, and see the uh, like the impact you have on their life. Yeah, um, because like what I realized is um, like my job as a fencing coach is not to teach fencing; mm. it's to it's to communicate the love and joy I have for this sport yeah. and show pe- show people how fencing transformed my life and how it can transform theirs. It's a yeah. share of passion, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I mean, you like you like I got to, I got to travel the world on somebody else's dime. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got <laughs> That's always to, nice. <laughs> yeah, um, I got in. I uh, I got into an Ivy League college. Yeah, from, from um, fencing. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things that can like really open doors if you commit to yourself. If you commit yourself to it, and I and I even I tell the kids who like that aren't that good. It's like if you're even if it's not fencing, yeah, that you're gonna commit yourself to find your passion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and commit to it because it doesn't matter what it is. Like yeah. yeah, but like but once you find that thing, just do it. And I'm sure you guys as a as a as a stand up comedian, you've just got to do sets and sets and sets oh, and yeah. find the mics and mm-hmm. like 
But like do you have you have this compulsion to get up there and perform. I, I had this compulsion to just like keep fencing and like I would show up uh, to practice on my birthday and people are like, Dan, why are you here? It's your birthday. <laughs> I was like, well, it's my birthday. I could do whatever I want. This is I what want I want to do. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. what I want to do. Right. And I think, I think it's a sign of passion if uh, the thing that you love opens your eyes to other things in life. Like you're saying like, Fencing has led me to travel, has led me to, like, go to a, sc- a good school. You know, like, these things yeah. are just, like, oh, it's cool that, like, this thing that I love is, like, leading me to, like, live life. It's, like, that's a good – we, yeah. we had a dude who uh, was on our, our on our podcast who talked about his preparation for Jeopardy. He, like, wants to get on Jeopardy, right? Uh, and he's, he says he loves uh, prepping for it because he just learns about life. And he's just, like, oh, that's such a great way to, like, think about uh, your yeah. passion, yeah. right? And I love that. I think that's a cool uh, way to – Go about passions in a healthy way, I think. In my yeah, opinion. yeah. Um, I guess going back to post Olympic life, do uh, a lot of your peers are they are they also coaching? Like, what are they up to now? Your your yes. Yeah, so, um, some of the uh, some of them are coaching and some of them are not. Uh, I the the two guys who were on the Olympic team with me in 2004, they're both fencing coaches uh, on the foil team. Uh, a lot of like. I couldn't give you the percentages, but like a lot of a lot of people who who stop fencing competitively become coaches. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And do is that that's like, that's like a full time gig, right? To coach. Right, right now it's a full yeah it's a full time job. It it wasn't a full time job to start. Mm. Um, I was like I said I was an internet consultant, yeah. and then I opened uh, a club. It's called the Brooklyn Bridge Fencing Club. Nice. I opened that in Dumbo, Brooklyn, in 2010. Cool. And Ooh. then five years later, uh, I started doing it full time. Yeah. So in 2015, I became a full time fencing coach. Wow. And it, I started with me. It was just me and 13 students. Whoa. And then before COVID, uh, before COVID hit, uh, I had five other coaches and 165 Whoa, students. Whoa, nice. So good for you. And, That's awesome. Thank you. And and like knock on wood, we've survived COVID. We'll stay open. Yeah. We're not as big as we were, but right. uh, we're we're getting bigger, obviously, because yeah. uh, gyms, uh, gyms, and, and uh, grassroots sports have been one of the things that have been kind of hard hit, obviously. Yeah. Among a, among a, among a lot of other uh, industries. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense in terms of, like, uh, people who uh, go after... I mean, I feel like it's, like, it's sort of like getting an English degree, you know? It's, like, it's like what, what what happens after you get your English degree, you spend all this time loving English, doing the English stuff. It's like, oh, I could teach. And a lot of the English majors actually do love teaching as well, which is, like, yeah. that makes sense. Um, do you know any Olympians who have, like, kind of, like... I mean, this is kind of a tragic story, but, like, was really, really lost after... I mean, you were, right? Do you know, you know do, are I, a lot of people? I mean, I... I I was really lost. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are, there are some people that get lost. Uh, most of them, uh, luckily, find their way back to some se- some sense of normalcy. Sometimes, yeah, it doesn't happen, but yeah. uh, most of the time it does. But That's some, good. like I said, it it, it, uh, it can take a while. It took me, uh, like, kind of two years to recover from my injuries. Yeah. Um, wow. and in that, uh, and in that time, like, I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. what, like, what have I, what have I done with my life? Like you start smoking again, like put on a lot of weight, you're just like <laughs> drinking. No, no, luckily, luckily not, not, I did put on weight, but that's because I kept eating the same amount because I still thought I was an athlete, mm. <laughs> but, um, but there's like, there's that joke that's like, uh, 
exercise is good for you, but sports are bad for you. Like, <laughs> it's just you do anything too much, and it's just it it, it can really take a toll on your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you found a thing that makes me happy. Uh, it'd be tragic if you didn't. Uh, yeah. And I guess I wanted to ask more about like the Tokyo Olympics. You know, like well, how was it? It for it was it was really cool and it was it was it was different from two perspectives. One it was different uh, from the perspective of being a coach, mm. but also it was different from the perspective of being Team GB this time yeah. instead of being Team USA. I right. was I mean I represented Team USA uh, on the international stage from like 1996 to 2006, yeah. and then uh, and then as a coach uh, from like. 2013 to 2016 then all of a sudden to switch uh countries switch to yeah switch countries uh it was Is that a little considered bit of a treason <laughs> it should be it I, I, should I, be I, I had a i had a lot of friends being like just go dump that tea <laughs> <laughs> yeah rebel or rebel. or or uh my british friends like welcoming uh, colonial back home <laughs> yeah yeah um, this is how they do it they they yeah. go for the olympians <laughs> first <laughs> But so uh, the the Tokyo Olympics, it was it was different from the Athens Olympics. It was different from because of COVID. Mm. We had to first go. There was a lot of paperwork to get into the country Oof. because and a, and a lot of COVID tests because Japan was close to tourists. Yeah. Um, and, and then we had to the British brought us into uh, the intercontinental Yokohama for our. Okay. Uh, the our prep camp and they rented out or uh it was ko university okay and they set up a training center for us there whoa cool uh and we stayed in that hotel to do our quarantine for six days whoa. and train at ko university and then we moved into the olympic village oh my god uh and then they the british then had um they called it their performance lodge which was another training center for us mm. uh at the odaiba school okay um, wow! And then we so we only had to practice one day at the venue, and then we competed. Yeah. Uh, so the big difference of this is because of COVID, you're not allowed to tour. Like unless you're there for t- two weeks, you're not allowed to tour Japan. Uh, that sucks. And basically, and and uh, basically, coaches were had to leave the village, had to leave the Olympics the day after their athlete fence. Yeah. And then athletes Jeez. had to leave two days after their event, so there was no. There was no really hanging sticking out, around, yeah, enjoying, enjoying it. it. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't in the village for, uh, because of the quarantine. I wasn't in the village. Yeah, very long to be uh, to begin with. Yeah. Um, but was it cool? But, was it cool at least? Like but, to, yeah, to see but it? That, yeah. But but that being said, like the British did an amazing job. Yeah. With their with all the preparations with the camps. Nice. Um, the the Japanese did an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, with the village. Um, except for people like walking around with face masks on, it 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 was it, wasn't it, too different. It was the Olympics. Yeah, yeah there was a boulevard of flags. There's everybody uh, taking so pictures cool. by the rings. It was, and the village was built on reclaimed land, and the and the Whoa. British had a nice block, so we had cool. a view of the water. That's awesome. Uh, and the park, uh, the like I said, the uh, the food was amazing. They had a great like, relaxation zone. Yeah. Um, Do all the coaches stay in one place and all the athletes stay in another place? Is that how that works? Um, it, de- it, it depends on... The event, I guess. It depends I guess. on the team. Yeah. It depends on the event. It's a, um, so I, 
I I got to stay in the I got to stay in the village because on mm. the coast sometimes during uh, during a normal games they'll give you the option of staying in the village. Some people don't want to stay in the village. Some sports don't want to stay in the village mm. because they want to be closer to their training and their competition venue, hmm. or they don't want to get they don't want to get distracted yeah, sure. by everything going on. So it, they uh, they'll give you they'll give you a choice of what you want to do. Yeah. Whoa, it's so cool. God, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go watch at least <laughs> at least one. Uh, we're gonna have to start wrapping this up, but uh, I have a few more questions. One: Do you have an Olympic sure. tattoo? No, I don't. Oh God! I was uh, <laughs> I was I was talking. Uh, my my friend actually just wrote an article. Uh, he was on the Olympic team with me in 2004 for Men's Health about how he never felt worthy of getting the Olympic tattoo. Uh, and Twenty years later, why not? Twenty years later, he fi- he finally did. Nice. I just because he was talking about how. How it like it took him almost twenty years to get over, yeah. like going to the Olympics, and he yeah. and he got a silver medal. Wow! Uh, he, so it's not like he's not a medalist or anything. But to dwell uh, in that so, past, it's it's toxic. Yeah. It can be toxic. For so, sure. I I I was I was uh, talking with my wife a few days ago. I was like, uh, "Would you mind if I got an Olympic <laughs> tattoo?" She's like, "I got you had tattoos when I married you. If you got another one, it, it wouldn't surprise be me." Uh, yeah, it wouldn't. But uh, that's how. Where would you tattoo get it? Or, Where would you get the tattoo? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere, probably subtle. somewhere small, small yeah. and subtle, like a timestamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's exactly what my wife said. That's exactly what my wife Which said. Which would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but no, probably not a tramp stamp. Yeah. Uh, pro- probably, uh, probably on a uh, on an arm or maybe my calf or something. Makes sense. I haven't I I haven't really thought about it enough to be like I'm going to go out and do, do it, it yet. If I if I. If yeah. I get the inspiration, I will, but I haven't done it yet. Right. It's funny because I asked that. I didn't know that Olympians got tattoos. And then I, my, my roommate, uh, we were watching the, I think it was a high jump, and there's a dude yeah. who had a giant Olympic ring yeah. tattoo on his back. And we, I mean, you'll see a lot of people, shoulder blades, yeah, yeah. shoulder, bicep, forearm, right. wrist, hand, they'll put it in the. The the one the dude with the uh, the back tattoo we yeah. we roasted him uh, without any sort of uh, we did not hold back uh, he <laughs> from our couch he he yeah. probably heard us talk about him yeah. it was so bad uh, yeah it was if it's like that big it's hard not to be like wow this 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 fucking guy got rings Maybe on I'll his just do like like eyes yeah just like <laughs> my eyes and just looking through uh, that's yeah. funny. Um, well, hey, I would not judge you if you got your uh, if you got your small uh, Olympic ring tattoo. I think that's actually be pretty cool. I mean, who uh, you're like 001 percent of the population of the world, you know, like very rare to someone yeah. go to the Olympics. Very interesting. Um, we just we do have to start wrapping up though. Uh, we're about to hit okay. an hour. Um, I think we talked about most most things I want to talk about. For now, do anything else on your mind? Yeah, I, I want to ask. Uh, I know you you said that you were like really pampered in the 2006 Olympics, and it was kind of hard to come back. 2004. From that. 2004. Oh, two, yeah, 2004. Yeah, yeah. Two, sorry, 2004 Olympics, and uh, it was like hard to come back and not have that same kind of lifestyle. Is, is there ever a time when you were like at like a going to a restaurant and you were like, "Can I get a reservation or can I get a <laughs> table for two? And they're like, "That'd be 40 minutes," and you're like, "I'm a uh, but, I'm an Olympian." No, no, I'm an no, Olympian. No, no. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> was, especially, especially, the, especially, especially the fencing team. Yeah. But like, but but what my 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 wife makes a joke because it's real. And like when I came back from the Olympics the first time, all I did was like wear my, <laughs> like gear. apparel <laughs> yeah. for weeks. Yeah. And 
And like, and uh, and now I just came back from Tokyo and I started doing it again. And she's like, oh, I forgot, I forgot about this part. I forgot about the part <laughs> right. after the Olympics you where flaunt. you wear everything. <laughs> where you wear, where you wear everything. Oh man, I, I would, I would too. I mean, you got all that free <laughs> I swag. Get, I would get, yeah, I would get a tattoo on my back, shoulder blade to shoulder. Blade. <laughs> no, I would, I would do that. I don't, don't judge do that it. guy at all. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I will say the swag is pretty sweet. I I, I really want. Yeah, we a, got. A, it's, yeah, something. I have I have a lot of Olympic apparel. Like if I, if you try to get I rid of it, go, happy to take it. I could go for, <laughs> I could go for like two weeks and not change my clothes <laughs> and not cha- and not wear the same thing twice. God, wow. Ralph Ralph uh, Lauren has really figured the system out. Like, how do I get people to wear my clothes? Olympics, like that is the best marketing for sure. Uh, smart guy, smart guy. I like. Also, Nike. They do a lot of sponsorships. I think with the Olympics, right? Yeah, yeah. Of yeah um, Polo and Ralph Lauren are Nike. Are, sorry, Polo. Sorry, yeah, Polo, Ralph Lauren, Nike, or Team USA. Yeah. Uh, Team GB. We did. It was. Right. Uh, we had Adidas and Ben Sherman. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. One more question. What is the yeah. best swag that you've gotten? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Um, the, the athletes get much better swag nowadays because sure. like technology is good. Yeah. But as a like, I got what did I get? Uh, the the blankets we got to take home from Tokyo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We're really cool to say Tokyo 2020. We got um, uh, I got uh, I have an Olympic bathrobe from oh, Team that's GB, so sick. Which yeah. was waiting on my which was waiting on my bed. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> nice. Uh, a, cool luggage just a lot of just like everything. a lot of stuff but like Sick. i know like the athletes got like a samsung phone and, like, he- and like wireless headphones that you wow. can get like a, a custom pair they like they like laser measured their feet for like a custom pair of asic what? shoes oh my yeah, god like stuff like stuff like that it's like oh, they, i wish i had they had like like the iphone and like facebook weren't even invented there. when i went to the olympics i didn't wow like, i got a flip phone yeah <laughs> <laughs> the olympics hey just as good, I would say. Uh, perhaps even better. Yeah, that's not fair. I feel like you deserve that. I feel like coaches should get more, in my opinion. Uh, it would be. It would be nice. It, it would be. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I got. I. I got. I got. I have so much. So much stuff. Yeah. So You're like. Stuff. You know what? At a certain point, I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah. He has yeah. two weeks <laughs> worth of clothing. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> that is true. And also, there's like a global chip shortage, and it's because of the Olympics. Like you're giving away so much of the shit. <laughs> yeah. I make, it makes sense. Um, well, anyway, Dan, uh, we're going to start wrapping up here. Uh, okay. One, where, where can we find you? You you want to plug your Brooklyn Fencing Club real quick? Sure. So my club is Brooklyn Bridge Fencing. You can find us at brooklynbridgefencing.com. Nice. Uh, we're on Instagram at Brooklyn Bridge Fencing. Nice. Uh, if you ever want to try fencing. In- Dan's the guy. If you ever want, if you ever want to try fencing, and you're in New York City, you're in Brooklyn. Yeah. You want to try foil? We are definitely the best foil club in Brooklyn. Hell yeah, love that. Cool. Uh, Fran, anything else on your mind? No, I think I think I, I really just want to know about that. The, the pamper, restaurant. The, yeah, the card, the Olympic card. Yeah. Hey, I'm an Olympian. Oh, I, uh, but I, the, you do get you do get a card for your wallet that says you were in the Olympics. Oh, that's Ooh. fine. That's fine. So I can I, I can I can if anybody wants to see that I can whip that. You can up. literally really, play your Olympic card. <laughs> yeah, literally play the Olympic card. That's funny. And you, you get it, and you get a nice discount at the U.S. Olympic Training Center when you want to buy mm. swag. But yeah, yeah. and there's <laughs> doing that. there's like 
memberships and stuff, but unfortunately, I don't think I could pull out the Olympian, the Olympian card <laughs> at a restaurant because it's just, I, I if it feels nobody, weird, it feels weird. Know, <laughs> yeah, being what is it? Be a, uh, being the most famous fencer in the world is what, <laughs> like being, I, I don't know, not not anyone else, <laughs> just yeah. a regular guy, us. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Adrian, uh, what, uh, 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 the cartoonist Adrian Tomina, okay, uh, he, like in the the forward of his new book says, uh, being the most famous cartoonist in the world is like being the most famous badminton player. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> and, 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 yeah, that's what it's like being a fencer. Yeah, it's thankless, but it's important. It's important. <laughs> but it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I like fencing I a lot trade it. back in the day. I wouldn't trade it. Uh, that's the best scene in James Bond: Die Another Day. <laughs> the fencing. Scene. I don't know if you remember that. But. Oh yeah. Oh, is that the one? With, is that the one with Madonna? Is that the one? Yeah, you're exactly. Referencing? Madonna. Yeah. And, and they uh, play yeah. by classic rules where whoever draws uh, blood first. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Great scene. Right. Hey, I may not be an Olympic fencer, but I did get third place at an amateur fencing competition in Baton Rouge. Wow. <laughs> nice. There are five people competing, nice. so. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm practically there. I'm practically there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Dan. That's a medal. That's a medal. That's a medal. It's in my room. It's, a, it's, somewhere, <laughs> it's somewhere in my room in Omaha, in Nebraska. Uh, anyway, Dan, uh, as a little palate cleanser, um, to sort of clear the air about all this Olympic talk, um, can you please describe your perfect day? And we're talking, you can do anything. Your only constraint is 24 hours. Go. Oh, my God. Uh, what are you eating? What uh, are you watching? What are you doing? All that stuff. Well, uh, huh. That, that That is a tough one. It's tough. Well, I'm definitely, yeah, well, uh, I'm definitely uh, eating sushi. Yes, hell yes. Uh, General Tso's chicken. Okay, both. And, 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 a, and a good steak. So we're like, like I gotta get some of my favorite foods in there. Not all at once. Like uh, spread out throughout the day. Not, all not at once. Spread, spread out. <laughs> all at once. Spread, Just spread throughout spread the day. Out, <laughs> spread out. Spread out through the day. Yeah. Definitely gonna hang out uh, uh, with my wife and kids. Ah. Uh-huh. Love just that. some, just something nice and chill. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then hopefully, uh, maybe hand my kids over to a babysitter for a little bit. <laughs> nice. So my wife, my wife and I can go out to dinner. Yeah. Uh, go see a movie. Love uh, it. Right now we're watching uh, season two of Ted Lasso okay. and uh, White and White Lotus. Nice. Ooh. So get some uh, some TV in. Some good TV. Yeah, yeah. But it would it would definitely be somewhere relaxing. Yeah. Um, Hope maybe, maybe it would be in Paris uh, Ooh, yeah. or Tokyo or yeah. Tokyo, two two of my favorite cities. Hell yeah, um, love it. But that's a that's a great question and something I have not, because I have two small children. It's something I have not thought about in a really long it's time. Like I can't have a, my, can't my, have a my, perfect my t- day. Yeah. <laughs> my time is not my time is not my own. Kids ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, Dan, thank you so much for talking to us. This was this was fun. I, I learned a lot, yeah. uh, and I want to go to the Olympics. But I'm, again, like you like you mentioned, and somehow read on me, I'm too weak, and I'll never do it. Uh, but who Listen, knows? Man, you, you, you never know. You never know. You never know. Right. You never know. Hey, that you third know. that third place fencing. <laughs> I am a uh, fencing competition that I did win third place, and I am thinking about it. I'm like, maybe I do Listen, have potential. It, maybe, may, I do have may, potential. maybe it doesn't have to be fencing. They're adding new sports all That's the time. That's true. It'll be skateboarding, one hundred percent. Well, Dan, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, everyone, anyone listening, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks a lot, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank you.
Fernando. Oh my God, Art. The Olympics. The yeah, the yeah, the Olympics. The well, Olympics. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I'm not gonna what lie. Do you, what do you think they would add to the Olympics? Because I know Dan just said they're always adding new. What do you think they would add next? I. Uh, well, they added skateboarding. I love skateboarding. Yeah, skateboarding. I'm holding yeah. my tech deck right now. Uh, like always. They, I wonder, I was talking to my roommate about this briefly. I wonder if they'll add esports. I really do. Oh, yeah. I don't think anytime yeah. soon, because Olympics is kind of like an antiquated, like, yeah. like their roster of sports are like, it's like running, you know, like that's yeah. an old ass who, who's just running. Um, but they added skateboarding. So it's yeah, like, skateboarding. I think I can see, they got ping-pong. Uh, I can see maybe like football being added. Yeah. Ooh, I don't. But I don't see football. I think not football, a lot of countries. Not a lot of countries yeah. play football. Yeah, and I also think football is on its way out. Even in America, it's on really? its way out. Really? Yeah. I mean, like I think they're they're having dwindling sales. Like, really? Yeah. For years sense. and years. It's just it's too long. Not a lot of yeah. not a lot of action. You know. It's also just people are afraid of. I mean, concussion. It's, I'm not gonna get into, yeah, get into why it. people are not playing um, football anymore. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, my phone uh, died, but that's alright. Um, I don't know. I don't. What do you think? Uh, well, I was, I, I'm hoping for, uh, things like, like, like you were saying, like esports or maybe just like, maybe like computer science, yeah. like programming would be funny. Computer science. Yeah. Computer science. Uh, because are, you may have gotten bronze in a, uh, in fencing in college. An amateur, got, an amateur fencing. Yeah. <laughs> competition. I got, I got bronze in a, uh, in state computer science in high school. So, mm. you know, I was, I was a bit of a programmer in high school. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. What a beast. What are you pro- what, competing programming? What? Yeah, it's programming. <laughs> That's a thing, yeah. I guess. Computer science, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I can't see that. What am I saying? You, yeah. No. No, they're Especially not going to. I'm so, I'm so bad with computers now that it's amazing. I wonder I've... if, like, professional eating will be part of it. Ooh, that'd be funny. That'd be funny, right? That would be funny, yeah. But it's like a thing. It's like hard to be a professional yeah, it's eater. It's like, like a, Joey it's a very... Chestnut comes in and it's just yeah, destroying. Dude. Hell yeah. They yeah. should get pro wrestling in it. <laughs> but like make it like an actual spectacle you know like yeah. an actual storyline like it's just like part of it uh i don't know i'm not an olympics guy i, I like the olympics i you don't care what's in it you've been talking about it nonstop. i feel like every time i've talked to you for the last like week and a half you've brought up the olympics <laughs> yeah well it's cool so yeah uh well you're just a topical guy you like to be topical. <laughs> i like to know what's in the know um yeah. but dan was great fantastic dude yeah fantastic like cool him. guy i want to see him around should've, i hope should have asked him to be my friend because you said up top was not going to be your friend. friend. Well, I don't think he wants to be your friend. He might be want. He might want to be my friend. I'm just like tight as hell, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no. There's. You did not need to say that. I think, <laughs> I think everybody here listening. I think everybody listening at home can agree. You did not need to say that. Well, I felt like uh, I felt like it was it was uh, on my mind, and I think that it's all. It's kind of the elephant listen, in the room. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you're correct. We all know you're correct, but you don't need. Right, right. That's a good point. Um, God, I want to go to the Olympics so bad. I want to. I just want to. I really want to be in it, but I don't have think I can the, ever be in it. Have you looked at prices to the Olympics? Like they're insane. It's so crazy. It's like two hundred dollars for a ticket. Like one ticket. Not oh, more than more it's than like that. a couple thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like depending what depending which sports. So like I'm maybe watching fencing might be cheap because it's not as popular. But if you want to yeah. watch something that people actually enjoy watching, like gymnastics, insane. It's insanely expensive. Yeah, but I want to. I want to like be in the Olympics just once. You want to? What did you it's say? It's like you weirdly a life. What, what sport? What sport? I think fencing. I think fencing is really fun. Yeah, it's you know, just super fun. I wanted to do fencing when I was younger. I wanted to be a fencer mm. when I was younger. We should. Should we start fencing? We can yeah. I, I've I've read that left-handed people are naturally better at fencing. A little better. Yeah, it's harder to read. Yeah. Um, it's 
when it comes to like combat things, I think left-handed people have an advantage because right-handed people aren't used to. Yeah. Aren't used to. But the hard thing about like fencing as a hobby, though, it's like you can't just like do it. like soccer. You can kind of just do whatever. You know, just need a ball. I mean, we, can, field. we can I, we can buy our own gear and just fence in the. Park. I have I have fencing pants actually. Yeah, let's let's buy fencing so. gear. We'll go to we'll go to Senny Park and we'll just start <laughs> we'll start fencing. Just start stabbing each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do yeah. it, dude. We'll play by um, the what was it the classic rules? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they call it. Like traditional yeah. rules. Or it's traditional like whoever draws rules. blood rules. <laughs> yeah, first wins <laughs> or loses, I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, any other thoughts on the Olympics? No, no, I, I, I really, I did like Dan a lot. He was a great, great guest, great guy. Yeah, we didn't even get to like the corruption of the Olympics. Oh no! Well, the Olympics like, is not a corrupt cheating. So no, they're, yeah, no, it's it's actually they're, utopic. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. All it's that recycling they do. Yeah, yeah. all those Five condoms they're giving out. They're giving out tons of condoms. Safe sex for the Lord. Yeah, I love it. Um, anyway, I'm gonna go. So. All right. This is how yeah, art ends can, every single one of our <laughs> yeah. conversations. It's, you can hang I'm out a little go. longer if you want. You no, it's chill. fine. I'll, I'll, the, the, the audience is done with me as well. So I will I will let yeah. you go. I'm just I reading will. the room right now. I'm reading the room and no one wants to be here. <laughs> I feel like I should read the room. And I don't have to because you were blatant. <laughs> so, the elephant guys, in the room is no one wants to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll catch you on the next one.